ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, and this is episode number two. And you are listening to my top five tips for streamlining your current online teaching practice. So I know some of you might have some ideas of what you want to do and what you've already started. And your district might really be pressuring you on some of those things that you have to do. I am very fortunate at this time to be with a district that is not requiring me to do daily videotaped lessons or showing up online virtually um, so many times a day or having office hours. So I have a lot more flexibility in what I'm wanting to teach. But hopefully no matter where you're at or what your district is requiring of you, you'll be able to put at least a couple of these tips into practice. So to start, um, the first one is that I created a Google Slides document, which if you don't know, is the Google version of PowerPoint. And I push this document out to my families through the Remind app every week. And so once a week, they receive their assignments um, through Remind. So to start with, the very first page of this Google Slides document just kind of says like, Hi, it's your teacher, and here's my expectations. You are expected to still be learning and practicing your skills so you can become a better third grader um, for next year, which I teach second. And then the second slide um, is where I start to break it down by topic. So I believe my first slide after that introduction slide is a math slide. And so it just says Monday through Friday on it, and next to each day of the week, is the assignment for that day. And I tried to keep it pretty simple. I try not to do any um, introduction of new topics, which I believe we might be rolling out um, next week. But for now, it's a throwback to what we were learning before we got sidetracked by coronavirus. So we use a program called Freckle. And Freckle allows us to push out assignments to the students, and then they can click on that and see what the teacher has assigned. So I do one of those um, if there's enough for the skill that I want to work on in math. Otherwise, I just tell them to work on their daily math facts practice through this Freckle app that my district also pays for. After that, um, I have sourced some YouTube videos, maybe a song that they should be listening to, and just easy things, right? And so the next slide is going to be the reading slide, and it's the same thing. What book were we going to be working on? We were studying different Cinderella fairy tales from around the world, so I found a copy of the of a YouTube video that someone had already done, 
And I put that in there and I said, please listen to this. And then the assignment was to tell me the beginning, middle, and end of the story and about the characters and how it was similar to the original Cinderella story that we had watched in class before everything happened. And then I did a science slide. And again, the same process, found a YouTube video that went over the concept that I wanted to teach. And then from there, I might have had a PDF about an activity they could do at home. Um, They had to plan and design um, a toy that used a solid liquid and gas. And then I had a slide for writing. And writing, we were working on poetry. So they were to um, watch a YouTube video about how to make an acrostic poem and then try to make an acrostic poem. Another day, they had to watch another video about onomatopoeia. And then they had to try to use um, some of those words in their own poem. So I just found things like that very simple where they could have access to the video. I know a lot of them have phones and they can watch the videos on the phone. And then just a piece of paper to write down their poem. And then I asked him every time, I said, you know, send me a picture, share with me. I want to see what you're doing. And I actually have a lot of students that have enjoyed doing that and then showing me um, what their finished product looks like because then I comment on it. We have a school Facebook page. I share it out there as well so that they can look on there and see like, hey, is my stuff on there? And it's just a little bit more encouragement to have them actually focused and working on something at this time. And then the last slide that I have is one that just has general links for different math programs, reading programs that I've used and I recommend whether we're in school or not. And a lot of those are actually published on my website. If you go to shareteaching.com, there's one under my math Um, subjects and one under my reading. So you can find um, those same websites listed there. And so I just listed them out in a link format that parents can click on. And then I found out the easiest way to share this Google slide for myself was to create it as a PDF once I was done. And that preserved all the links. And I attached that to a remind message. And then I send an announcement out to the parents. Hey, this is this week's message or this week's assignments. And then they open it and they can go through it. And if they can't print out the PDF materials, then they've been just taking regular pieces of paper that they have around their home and kind of recreating the worksheet that way. And I found that that worked pretty well. It is a school that has a lot of socioeconomic, um, lower socioeconomic students. And it also has a um, population that doesn't have a lot of access to technology or internet at home. So, you know, I'm not getting as many kids as I would like to be practicing and working, but I am getting a decent amount of students from those assignments. Okay, so that is tip number two, uh, one. Let's move on to tip number two. So tip number two is to set up a Google Classroom if you haven't done so already. And instead of arranging things by topics, arrange them by the week, especially while we're out due to this crazy virus. I just find it's easier to organize that way. They can You can just say like week one, week two, or put week with the dates. 
and then they can like look under that section for all the things that you've assigned for that time period rather than here's all the reading and here's all the math. I just find it's a little bit easier for families to navigate and also for students to have less things to look at, especially if you're teaching younger grades like I do. And my third tip is for student engagement. So I've already mentioned I use the Remind app and I really like Remind. I think next year I might actually move over to Class Dojo just because of the behavior point system and also like the class stories. But for now, Remind is working okay. And I have 100% of my class on it. So yay! Um, That was always exciting to get that. And I like to encourage my students, again, send a picture, tell me what you're doing, I want to see it. And then when they send me a picture, I can like shoot them a little quick thumbs up. And my favorite right now is to leave them a voice message. And I think Remind only allows like 10 or 12 seconds, so I have to be pretty short and concise, which is a little hard for me, but I can just be like, hey, John, I love the way that you built that car out of those toilet paper tubes. Way to be resourceful. Thank you so much for sharing. And it makes their day. Like sometimes I get them sending me a voice message back. Um, I don't think they realize that they could do that until I had done it. So it's just a really cool way to hear their voice and stay connected. And then they hear me um, knowing that I'm checking in on them um, in a more personal way than just typing a text message back and forth to their parents. Okay. Um, Tip number four is if you are having to record videos and tutorials is to do a screen recording of anything that the parent's trying to get into. For instance, I signed up the class with Epic and also with Khan Academy. And Khan Academy is a little bit tough at first to figure out where do you get the videos from, how do you sign up. So I actually did a screen recording doing that. And I have a Mac, so in Mac it's built in QuickTime. It's free to use. And I don't think there's a time limit on how you record your screen. So I just set that up, I record my screen, I plug in my external microphone like I'm using now, and I just record a quick tutorial. And then again, I um, it's too large to send to parents through Remind. So I put it in my Google Drive, I get the sharing link, and then I can send the link to families and then they can go and view the video. Another option is you can upload that video to YouTube and you can make it private. Like no one has to see it. It doesn't have to be a public YouTube page. You can just make a private YouTube page just so you can get that share feature and have parents be directed there with the link of the video once you've published it. So that would be my tip number four. Last but not least, tip number five is to reach out to your team and see if there's ways you guys can collaborate and share the workload. So shared teaching is all about trying to manage our time a little bit better. And the best way we can do that is by sharing and collaborating with other teachers, especially your team and especially at this time. So recently, um, just to give you an idea of what I did, is it was spring break. Well, it still is right now for me for a couple more days. And my principal was pretty adamant that we send out things for the students, even though it's our spring break. 
So I said, hey, team. I said, is there any way we can knock this out together and send them the same content, the same information? So we all just spend like 10 minutes on it and it's done. We're not spending hours trying to source things and find things and send to a family. And for the most part, it worked pretty well. What I did is I just created a Google document and in that I created a table. So it kind of looked like a little bit like a bingo board. And then in each square, we just added links that we had found that were like science material or not science materials, but science activities. There was like virtual field trips. There was my PE teacher at our school is very big into speed stacking. So there was his link for the speed stacking. There was like art with Mo Willems, like all those kind of things that have been like bombarded to me in email are the links now that I put in there that, hey, these are some really fun activities that you can do that are not necessarily academic based, but will help, you know, get you from being super bored at home. And we shared that out. So again, I just created the Google Doc and then there's a button that says share and then you type in your team's email addresses and you want to make sure it says that um, people with the link can edit and then everyone's allowed to go in there even at the same time and type on that document and you can see like which boxes are getting filled in what needs to be fleshed out some more and in the bottom I just said you know here's a reminder for the links that the district has for you if you need food services or anything while we're away for the week during spring break. And we sent that out. So hopefully these tips have been very helpful for you. Just a quick recap, we had starting your weekly assignments maybe as a Google slideshow broken down into subjects for each slide with simple videos and print materials, a mixture of things that could be done with or without technology throughout the week. Then we had a Google Classroom arranged by the week that it's being taught rather than topic. And then the third one was to leave voice clips on Remind through the Remind app so that students could hear your voice and you're still having that personal touch. The fourth one is to record short tutorial videos, especially for those parents that might need a little bit extra technology assistance. And last was to ask for help from your team, maybe creating some shared documents together. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And anytime you want to hear some specific topics, please go to sharedteaching.com and look for the podcast page so you can learn more about how to contribute and share and have your voice for what topics you would like to hear next. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode number two. I'm Susan, and I will see you next week. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast.